You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Steve, and Troy. And welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 386. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the mistress, the legend, it's Alex. I finally, finally have come to the end of a long journey and get to give you my final thoughts on Kratos' latest entry into his series. Hated it. He brings the awesome every week. I yield to no one. Listeners, do you see the bulliness I have to put up with? I'm trying to bring some awesome, a little bit of funny, and he's over there bullying me I, I don't know if i can take it anymore well no nobody's actually going to hear that so they have no idea what you're talking about that that's okay all right and we have a special guest this week uh he puts us all to shame when it comes to trophies it's cj hey guys thank you for having me it's a lot of fun i'm not sure that i put you all to shame but i'll, I'll take it thank you <laughs> yeah if you combine all of our platinum counts does he beat that still Yes. Uh, yes, he does. Yeah, but I, I even I think I have six hundred and forty nine platinums in five games. <laughs> There's just a lot you know of stuff. And and he's honest, so we can all <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> mm. I uh, all right. So there's only one way to do this, and that's to get into updated trophy count. Yeah, we're we're not I, we're not even half of what he's at. <laughs> no, no, we we we're right up there with him. If we add in Sid. Mm. Well, okay, uh, yeah, if we add in Sid, hold on here. That's a little bit better. How, how does that make <laughs> you feel, I got, Tricky, that even as chumpy as you are, you are still no match for CJ? Hey, listen. You I, have I, met I, your I, chump match. <laughs> Check not really. and mate. Not really, because... Uh, not I, really? I, I, could, I could get that chumpy. You, you definitely could. I, I thought no, I had, you couldn't. Yeah. You play way too much of the division two. There's that no possible true. way. <laughs> that that's very very. But true. I, I, I was uh, led to believe from listening that one of you had a mini uh, level one hundred Pokemon. Isn't that correct? So so we're all sort of uh, level one hundred. That is me. Yeah, there you go. So we're all special. <laughs> oh, and I collected all the golden jigsaw pieces in Banjo Kazooie for the Nintendo sixty four. Thank you. <laughs> All right, our trophy counts. I am level 39, total trophies of 9,907 with 118 platinums. Uh, Alex? I am level 31, total trophy count of 6,854 and a platinum count of 101 platinums in 100 games. Did anyone update my trophies? Yes. I did. Okay, good. Yield? I am a level 28 with a trophy count of 5,768. Man, if I could only get that in order. And a trophy and a platinum count of 90. And Steve is level 15, total trophies of 2,103 with 11 Platinums. Sid is level 38, total trophies of 8,757 with 162 Platinums. All right. Push the shame, CJ. What are you at? <laughs> well, I think I'm a total trophy whore then. Uh, so I'm level 100 uh, with 649, I think, Platinums, 5,121 gold, too many silver, too, way too many bronze, and total 28,609 trophies. 
Wow, that's disturbing. when I first saw CJ's totals on the, like, especially the total trophy count and like, and how there was an extra digit compared to the rest of us. I'm like, that's a glitch. Who put that extra? Di- oh wait, no, that's just that's accurate. <laughs> yeah, the- yeah, that's that's too many trophies. I think. I think. I think. I think. I've come. I've come to the limit. Perhaps. <laughs> Wonder how high the number can go I up. You. You're you're the limit of the level, right? Because you would actually be like higher than 100 right now if they if there was actually a higher level. Uh, right? yeah, I think so. It caps at 100, but I know those tracking sites um go higher. That's right. Yeah. Hold on. Let me ask CJ. How long have you been at level 100? Uh, last year, I think. Yeah. So I don't know, like uh, eight months or so around that. So you'd be like on a level 130 now if you could, right? I think I'm like 115. I actually slowed down a lot. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not playing anywhere near. Well, I'm not playing anywhere near as much of this uh, visual nonsense uh, VN-type games, which I know would disgust all of three of you, uh, which, are, which are really cheap, cheap ways of getting trophies. <laughs> I, I, maybe Tricky's the only one that knows about those sort of games. They're dreadful. <laughs> I, 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 and I only have one of those platinum. Yeah, got... <laughs> oh, please, give me a break. You've got more than one. <laughs> I only have one visual novel trophy. Mm. Oh. Or platinum. Yes. Yeah. No, they're, they're just silly games, especially if you can't speak Japanese, and my Japanese is very, very poor, so <laughs> it's amusing to me. Yeah. But if you want trophies, hey. All right. So, CJ, uh, I, I, the listeners could probably tell you you have a very, very distinct accent. <laughs> uh, before we go on the show, tell us about, like, how did you find Trophy Horrors? Who are you? What do you do? Why are you such a whore? <laughs> like, all this stuff. Tell us yeah, about it. Um, yeah, cool. Okay, so I sort of, I suppose I stumbled across Trophy Horse. Um, I love listening to all sorts of podcasts, not just gaming podcasts, like true crime, a bit of everything, comedy and stuff. So I, I sort of use gaming podcasts mainly when I'm playing games. I don't tend to listen to the sound very often because uh, I play a lot of racing games or, or whatever else, not necessarily a lot of narrative heavy games. So, you know, podcasts are awesome just to listen to and catch up on, on what's going on at the same time. So, yeah, and then I don't know, my gaming, like, uh, to be honest, I don't know. I don't. I don't finish a lot of games that I start. I tend to get distracted. I tend to play almost a little bit of everything. I think, but you know, I enjoy that. So that that's that's cool for me. But I know, I know it's not for everyone or whatever else. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I think that's me. Yeah, not that exciting, I suppose. But yeah, and and as you said, I'm from uh, from Australia, so a long way away from you guys. But we we have like you know a fair trophy community out here and a gaming community, and definitely not as big as the states. Um, you know, we don't have any of the conferences or any of the proper conferences or anything here. So, yeah, I don't know. Is that enough? <laughs> I think so. Oh, good. <laughs> it's it's enough if it's all you want to say. Like, if you feel like you fully explained yourself and where you come from, it, that's yeah. plenty. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, a lot of people, I think, assume that I play a ton, a ton of hours, but then I don't tend to play a lot of the longer games. So that sort of, you know, helps. I know, Tricky, you play a lot of the Division, and, like, that's a massive time sink. Like, you lose a 1,000 hours, like, you know, like nothing else in that game. So, well, Like, nothing yeah, ever happened. exactly. Yeah, so, you know, like... A 1,000 a, a hours, that's like a week to Tricky. Now, before <laughs> some jackass points this out, I know that math, the math doesn't work out on that. But, let's be honest, <laughs> if Tricky is not at... If Tricky is not at work or sleeping, or he probably doesn't sleep, he's probably playing the division. Yeah, yeah. no, that's 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 awesome. No, 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 no. I'm not playing the division. I'm playing the division <laughs> two. Well, have you played that game yet, Tricky? It's kind of a tough plot, I think. Uh, no, because I uh, two of the trophies I think are glitched mm. on me. Oh, here we go. Um, the trophy that you were it's actually asking me about, all CJ. over again. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. The trophy you were asking me about, CJ, the uh, the one where you have to call, you have to answer a call yes, for help. Yeah. I've answered that call like twenty times. Never got that. Yeah, trophy. there's something going on with that trophy, isn't there? Definitely. <laughs> and the other trophy is uh, beating all the missions on hard. I've done that, but I, I read somewhere that it says that if you join, uh, if you join during the mission or you die. At all, it doesn't register. Malarkey. Mm, mm. Even if you get, even if you get picked back up and you finish it, no problem. They say if you if you get to the point where you lose your entire shield and you're down, not down down, but you know to the point where you know you got the circle around you. If you get to that point at any point, it does not uh, uh, does not count as completing yeah. the mission. Okay. Yeah. No, the game. Mm. I don't know. See, I know two of you are sort of a completionist, I think. So I don't know, Tricky. I don't think you are, are you? Well, maybe you are. No, not at all. So I'm not either. So that sort of thing I just give up on when that happens. But the game is really fun, you know, so. See, Alex likes to call him a better uh, Platinum Hunter because he has a better completion rate. Uh, and he and he says that's why I have so many trophies is because I play I don't play games to completion and whatnot. But Alex was talking a big game when he had like a twenty plat lead over me. But now that I'm beating him by seventeen platinums, he wants to go. Well, I'm a completionist. I got ninety nine percent. I've I've always been that way. Also, like I've always said, compare the games that I play and the games that I get platinums in to the games that you get platinum in. Platinums in, you know, like I don't get to just open a lunchbox and get a platinum <laughs> like you. <laughs> <laughs> just because you can't get the trophies I get, the, you know. Get I the trophies you get. I have the platinum and ratchet and clank. Tricky, do you have the platinum and ratchet and clank? No, because it's a it, it, different mechanic to get it. I've gotten all the trophies except for the one where it's a different mechanic from 99% of the Well, of the really? Because you know who else who has that platinum? I do. I'm happy. Hey, for Tricky, you. what did you tell? What, what, Here, you, what have you been telling you. me while fighting the Valkyries? Didn't you tell me to get good? I am no, apparently good. not. Not good I'm enough. Not ex- but I'm not making excuses. I'm telling you, I can't do it. I'm not sitting here going, "Oh, the camera's messing me up." Uh, hey, guess you guess you got all the Valkyries. Who? That guy. Me. Me. No, that other guy. Yeah, me. What other? I yeah, beat Sigrun last night. Yeah. You you got all. Yeah, and I didn't even I need a resurrection perfect. stone to beat Sigrun. So get good about that. I'm happy for you. Yeah, you got the platinum yet? Uh, I have to find. Who's, who's got the platinum in God of War? I do. I have to, oh, that's fine. I have to find eight more ravens throughout the world. That's going to be hard. C- completionists are always so defensive, aren't they? I don't understand. They're always so defensive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think it's I think it's two against two. Finally, isn't it? That's a good thing here. <laughs> so CJ, I, I I have to ask you, like, and I didn't ask you prior to this. You've heard the shows. You've heard Alex complain about God of War. Is Alex out of his fucking mind? I haven't actually finished it, surprisingly. But uh, the, the, what I played of it... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I played about half of it. I thought it was pretty good, but I haven't finished it, so I probably shouldn't shouldn't comment you know, any more than that. I enjoyed it, so... Yeah. But you've, you've done enough of the combat. Is the combat bad no, I thought, in that I game? I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah. When have, I, when have I ever said the combat's bad? You said it numerous times! Uh, both Sid and I agreed that it's not deep enough. Until oh well, I'll get into that when what I've been playing, but I've never said it's bad. I just said it's not as fun you said, as it has been. You said it's bad. You said the combat's bad. And, and you and, no, I didn't. And the same conversation you were saying how the stranger fight was not the greatest fight in a video game ever. <laughs> it was not the straight the, the greatest fight ever, and I'll get more into that. Like there were better boss fights 
in that game than anything to do with the final boss. All right, so you know what? Let, let's just go into it. Alex, what have you been playing? So I have finished God of War after many, many hours. And, uh, 2018's I mean, I th- game of the year. No, it's not. It's not better than The Last of Us. It's not better than Horizon Zero Dawn. It's not better than Uncharted 4. No, it's, it's not. And I'll tell you why, because I've made a list of pros and cons oh. on this game, because I don't want to sit here and ramble for half an hour. But if All right, listeners, listeners get, uh, get in your favorite chair. Uh, if you're riding in the car, get comfortable. Make sure you're wearing your seatbelt, because this is going to be very, very interesting. Alex, take the, take the lead. Go ahead. All right, so, like, uh, the pros of the game. And like I said... You know, I'm not going to sit here and say this is a bad game. It's a really good game. Is it as good? Is it a 10 out of 10 like IGN said? No. Um, I, I don't understand how someone could give this game a 10 out of 10. But um, there are a lot of things I like about the game, and I've talked about those before. But uh, the world of Midgard is beautifully realized, as is Alfheim, which is another realm that you go into. Um, and I think the mixture of Norse mythology with the mythos of Kratos is just amazingly done. Um, I, I just think that... Like, everything they've done with Midgard, from the hub world to Tyr's Temple and everything around it with the World Serpent, is just fantastic. So I give them kudos for that, Um, especially, you know, as I said, you know, hey, this game shouldn't take place out of Greece. Well, they they made it to where they have made a really good God of War game elsewhere. So I do enjoy the setting of Midgard. Um, I like the, uh, the connection between Kratos' past and his current situation. I think they did that bridge really, really well. So, and Tricky, you made allusions to that as I played. You're like, well, just wait till you get to this point. Well, I, I think that they did that really well. Um, you know, while I will complain about, you know, some of the other... In- hmm? What? I said, no, we lost you for a second. Oh. Uh, well, I basically... What did you hear me say? Well, just my keep, audio... Just, sh- yeah, just keep going. Your audio is fine. Uh, while I do have complaints about a certain boss, I think that a lot of boss fights, like the Darf- Dark Elf King, uh, the mountain, of- the Dragon of the Mountain, and then, um, well, uh, 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 the the two, uh, the double team fight, I don't really want to reveal who they are. I think I've said it before with a spoiler tag in the show, but the double team fight that you and Atreus fight against, uh, those are three, like, high-ranking God of War bosses. I think that those are on the level with the previous bosses from the series. So I think they did a really, really good job with those. Um, I, can I cut you off right there for a second? Yeah. Because this is not a spoiler for the game, but uh, those two characters, you know who did the voices for them? No. Noah North and Troy Baker. Baker. Oh, well, very nice. I didn't even notice. Yeah, that's how good they are. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I mean, that was was a really fun boss fight. Um, The the Jotner Shrines, those were like a fantastic way to display the lore and the story and to to, like beef it up. And I, I thought they just displayed those really well. So every time, there were only 11 in the game. But every time I opened one, like, it was really beautifully done. So I, I, I definitely like those. Uh, the Ravens, like, the concept of, of a collectible being a way to show the Odin's reach, his power, and his, his thirst for knowledge. Like, I thought that was brilliant. So even though it's kind of annoying to have to backtrack and kill them all, uh, I did think that that was a nice touch, using them to kind of just show Odin and his power, even if you actually never see Odin in this game. I like that the uh, the the bridge from Tyr's temple as well as the Thor statue appears in every realm. So if, as you're coming out of the temple and crossing that bridge, if you turn around, you see Thor's statue in every realm. And I thought that was just a nice tie back to where how you're just traveling from one hub to all these realms. Um, I like how they introduced the uh, the antagonist, um, and I like how early in the game they did it. Um, that's kind of spoilery, but. Um, I do definitely like how like that there was this build 
to a, a later fight. And, and a lot of times, you know, there's sometimes games, they introduce, introduce a boss later on, or they kind of name drop, but I like how you get to be kind of the boss early on. Um, and then I also like the, the, I mean, I don't think the Leviathan Axe is as fun as, you know, weapon you used in previous games, but I definitely love the fact that you can throw it and call it back, and it can be used for puzzle solving, because that, um, that I mean, that's an added layer to the weapon. Um, I think it makes combat too slow, but at the same time, like, it, it does have some cool aspects. Um, and probably one of my favorite things about this game, my favorite character from the game, besides the World Serpent, to be honest, uh, is Mimir. I love Mimir. I think that his little stories and just, like, his commentary, and just even the fact that he's just, like, this head that you're carrying around, the fact that he feels like a full-fledged character, I think they did a really good job with him as a whole. I'm going to take that out of the show because that's a little bit of a spoiler. How is it a spoiler? Because you're carrying a guy's head around. So? That's a little bit of a spoiler. No, it's not. Alright, either way I'm gonna take it out of the show. Just No, don't, no, no, don't. It's one of my one of my pros. I wanna give a full fledged not review of this, leave it in the show. It's not a spoiler. Alright. I, 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 I gotta think about it. I I'll I'll consider it because to me that's a major spoiler, but I get what you're saying, so it, when I'm editing, I'll decide what to do with it. All right, well, I'll say, if Tricky, if you decide to take that out, I really like the character of Mimir. Uh, I think that he added a lot to the story, and just his story throughout the game, because that's certainly not a spoiler. Tricky, you mentioned Mimir on the show before when you were talking right. about the game. So I like how Mimir adds to the lore, and he gives, like, he has his own tales that he tells you throughout the story. It, it, it keeps things, like, while you're, you know, rowing or traveling to an area of the map... It keeps things interesting, and it just—it's it, an easy way to beef up beef up the story and, and make just the mythos of Norse mythology just kind of come more alive. Now, for the things I didn't like so much, um, I didn't like the relationship between Kratos and Atreus. Uh, at the end of the game, oh, I didn't give why? a shit about Atreus. Okay. Okay. So you've compared this to The Last of Us. You know, I think of The Last of Us. I think of scenes like when Ellie saw um, the giraffes. And I think of the scenes where she is, you know, fighting off the Predator in the burning building and how Joel and her come together after that and how how much she's just sunken into him and just sobbing. After they started out the relationship of not wanting anything to do with each other and then to see them split up and how much each one suffered without the other one. The storytelling in The Last of Us is so, he- like, far above God of War. Does the, the relationship between Kratos and Treyas change throughout the game? Yes, a little. He'll praise him a little more and fight to his, like, You've come a long way, Atreus. And there's a scene where he bends down and tells Atreus, you know, fight with your heart, but let your brain kind of, like, um, let your brain also have a say. Uh, let your brain kind of mitigate your options, because if you if you do with your heart, you're just going to run wild as kind of a throwback to how Kratos did in Greece when he just, you know, um, went kind of nuts and just killed all the gods. Um I also think, I mean, people talk about, you know, seeing a new Kratos in this game, and while he has clearly aged and has learned a lot from his time, I think that also people just describing Kratos in Greece as an angry Spartan does not kind of get to the depth or do justice to the developers who made that character, because his anger isn't just anger, it's anger from grief, anger from sorrow, and it's how he's handling all that. You remember back to when he was protecting protecting Pandora, Pandora from harm, or in the first game during the Ares fight where he was hugging his family, trying to protect them from the Kratos clones that Ares was throwing at him. There's a lot more depth to Kratos' character that we saw before this game, and I really think that people get lost to that by just kind of generalizing Kratos as an angry character before this game. 
Uh, but back to Kratos and Atreus, I just didn't care about Atreus at all. I don't think that that relationship was done really all that well. Like, it was expounded upon as well as, say, Joel and Ellie in The Last of Us. And I don't... I, I just think that Kratos' place in Midgard and how his old world comes to this new world takes far more precedent than the relationship to Atreus. And I think that that's kind of the shining star as far as the story goes and not necessarily the familiar relationship and growth between Kratos and Atreus. I think that getting lost in Midgard and how Kratos fits into that mythos is so overpowering that Atreus just doesn't even matter. And, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of people that don't agree with that, but at the end of the game, I didn't care about Atreus. So, um... Yeah, no, you may not agree, that's fine. Well, certainly Uh, I don't agree, but I just... I don't know how to really engage in the conversation with you right now without spoiling it. So like I said, we're going to, we're, we're going to have to do another. I mean, that's fine. We can, we can save that for a, a spoiler show. Um, yeah. Uh, the combat becomes a lot more fun later in the game. Yeah. Like I said earlier, the Leviathan axe has a lot of good uses, but once you get further in the game, combat becomes a lot more fun and not just because as tricky said, it's familiar, but because it's just, it's more fun. It's better. Um, the uh, like the ogres, the trolls, and the ancients become too common. They feel like they're tossed in just because like there's a lack of big boss fights. There are only really maybe four big boss fights in the game, um, or maybe four big bosses, maybe five big boss fights. Um, and the troll fights are kind of boring and easy. So I feel like a lot of those characters are just thrown in there because oh well we don't have a big enemy for you to fight that often, so let's just throw another one of these at you. Um, and they just kind of become too samey. Except for the troll that you fight in Helheim. He's actually really well done. But um, other than that, they're all pretty boring and easy. Um, the ca- I, I'll mention this again. I beat all the, Valk- all the Valkyries, and I like how you... Basically, each Valkyrie is a learning experience that you take into the final Valkyrie fight, the Queen Valkyrie. But I'll say it again. The camera in those, in those fights just... It, it's like a second enemy in some of those fights. And I will forever stick to that because... You know, one hit or one combo from those Valkyries, especially the Queen Valkyrie, can knock you out of a fight or completely turn the tide, no matter how well you've done for the last 10 to 12 minutes of fighting them. And I think the camera just gets in the way too many times. Uh, The realms, um, the other realms, aside from the ones I mentioned, uh, Helheim, Muspelheim, they feel really uninspired. They're just kind of phoned in. They're really bland. I understand that Helheim is supposed to be a, uh, a, a version of Hell, like the Norse version of Hell, but as we've seen in, like, um, uh, oh god, uh, the Ninja Theory game, um, Hellblade, they did a beautiful job with the re of Hell, and this one just kind of like, really, this is what we get? It's it's just boring, uh, and I just think that those two specifically ones were really phoned in, although I did like how they worked in the, like, you had the challenges of the gods in the first God of War, I really did like how they worked the challenges into Muspelheim, and uh, really made it worth it to actually get to the top of the mountain. Uh, Nilfheim, that was, I like the concept of that and, um, how they, they did that entire world, but I also, like, hated the grind because that's one section of the game where you have to grind for resources, and I absolutely hated that. I will say, though, that the concept of throwing a Valkyrie into that area and all, like, the added things you had to worry about while fighting the Valkyrie, uh, was definitely a, a plus for the game, so I did appreciate that. And the rest of the things that, yeah, hold on. I, I was... I mean, you've been going on for a little while now. Let's just see how much longer you got. Yeah, all I'm to do... These are the, the spoiler things that I didn't want to mention. So, uh, skip ahead five minutes or so, because um, these are the spoiler things I didn't want to say, um, you know, for anyone listening who hasn't played it. Um, I didn't like... Uh, so, these are the things I didn't like. They're cons. 
So I didn't like the. Uh... Oh, hold on, hold on. Before you go, in, I'm sorry to cut you off. CJ, do you care if he spoils any of this? No, game? not at all. It's fine. Okay, I, I well, because we can take it out of post edit. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that somebody sitting here yeah, now no, no, it's, it's, didn't care. About it's quite interesting. Go ahead, <laughs> All right, Alex. Go ahead. Uh, so the the spoiler things. Uh, one of the pros: the blades of chaos are as fun to use as ever. Like that's such a more fun weapon to use than the, the Leviathan axe, and it does add more to the combat once you get the the blades of chaos. So I definitely did like that. Um, but the, like, there's the biggest things about this game that I don't like are Atreus's role in it. I don't think I don't care about him. I don't think the relationship between him and Kratos was particularly handled as well as it could have been. Uh, I did not like any parts with Balder. Uh, the first fight with him when he comes as a stranger, that's fine. It's not as good as everyone says it is, but I mean, it's it's fine. Um, the fight on the dragon's back with Balder. This could have been so cool, and they turned it into a QTE, a quick time event, just like they did with Icarus and God of War 2, where most of the buttons to dodge don't even work half the time when you try to do it. Um, this just felt like it was a completely lazy job when they could have done something much cooler with it. I mean, fighting Balder on the back of, um, like, first of all, falling off the mountain onto a dragon's back and fighting Balder and then, like, zipping, like through uh to helheim like all that is a really cool concept the execution was just so poor and so boring and then the final boss fight i watched videos ranking the god of war bosses and this was the number one boss fight on uh one of the ones i watched uh, a guy named democracy who does a lot of like uh boss rankings for the soul series and all that he ranked this as his number one boss fight i like how they uh incorporated freya and tharmer the giant and but the fight itself like the action it's just so lackluster. It's not hard at all. The Valkyries are challenging. Baldur's not hard at all. How in the hell do does Kratos murder Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades? And, you know, I don't really have much trouble with them, but yet the Valkyries are hard as fuck, and Baldur's easy as hell. I just... I think the... I, I, don't, I don't really... I didn't enjoy this fight. Like, I felt so disappointed after it because it was such a letdown because the first part, the first part of it started okay, and then the second part, it's like, okay, well, the only way I can seemingly damage him is with Atreus' arrows. I use my runic attacks. It's not even working against him. And then the final part, it's like, then they go to a quick time event. And then the final part, you have Spartan Rage and you just fucking destroy him. It's such a letdown of a boss fight. Like, Baldur, you know, you can say that Thor or Odin or somebody like that would have been a better choice. I feel like they're doing a story arc where eventually you'll get to them, especially after what happened to Magni and Modi. I just, like, this just boss fight was such a letdown for me. Um, I felt like they could have done a lot more with it. And then also, one other point, Frigg, in Norse mythology, is Baldur's mom. Freya is not his mom. I understand that Kratos is not Zeus's son, but Kratos is also made up. So why do you have Freya as Baldur's mom when Frigg's mo- Frigg is his mom in actual Norse mythology? Why? So yeah, those, uh, and also, like, um... I also didn't like how you were tutorial- tutorialized to death in the menus, even like 20 hours into the game. That's one thing I forgot to mention. But those are my complaints with God of War. I feel like the biggest problems of the game are Balder himself. I feel like they could have done so much more with him when the other boss fights were really good. And I just, I don't think that the, the, the uh, relationship between Kratos and uh, Atreus was was very well done, especially when you're going to hold it up to something like Joel and Ellie. So. All right. So two questions, and I do, I want you to be careful how you answer because uh, just because of spoilers, I know you said you knew about the reveal um, at the end, but now does that reveal make 
your decision of the game any different? No. You're talking about finding out that um <laughs> I, da, 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 da. Well, don't. No, it doesn't it doesn't make it any different. Like I I like how they tie back in. Like it's a ring composition. Like I like how they tie back I they tie back to the beginning. That's all I'll say. I don't want to tell you what character it ties back to, but they definitely do tie it back. And I like how that um the uh the finale of it isn't necessarily a boss fight. It's actually like the end of your journey. So I did like that. And, you know, my complaints about the final boss aside, really, for me, in my experience, the final boss was the Queen of the Valkyries, which was a hell of a fight. So, um, but yeah, like, learning, they did a nice job with the ring composition and bringing it back. So that was a very nice storytelling element. But finding out, you know, the, the identities of two specific characters in the end, eh, I mean, it didn't, it didn't do much for me. And after you came off the mountain, did you go back home? Uh, I did not. I'm still, like, after I came back down from the mountain, I immediately went and tried to fight the Queen Valkyrie. And then uh, after, you know, some failed attempts, I then went back to Niflheim to kind of build up resources and upgrade some armor and some weapons and some uh, enchantments or uh, pommels. And then I went back and fight the Valkyrie. And then ever since then, I've been trying to get the Ravens because I'm trying to uh, get uh, the, that's the last trophy right. I need for the Platinum. Next, next, next time you load up the game, just go home. I am home. You know what I mean. All right. Let's Can, I just, one, can I just ask rest. one question before we move on? Yeah. Are, are you happy that you played the game now, or are you regretting that you played it? <laughs> well, I bought this game with twenty five dollars that Yield gave me for Christmas. So, no, I don't. I don't mean financially. So I mean, <laughs> so it's Yield's fault. No. Uh, I, like I said. I realize that I have some issues with the game. I, I don't understand how people can rate it so highly. I yeah, think no. that a lot of people rate it so highly because it's like, for the longest time, it's like, oh, really, God of War, Norse mythology, is this really going to work? And when they actually pulled it off, people were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Mm. I feel like the game has a lot of high points, and there are, as you can as you can tell from what I said, I liked a lot about the game. Mm. So, yes, I'm glad that I played it so that I could form my own opinion. Me having issues with the game and big issues at that, because, you know, I love my story-based games, and if I'm going to hold it against these other, like, Sony games, you're damn right I'm going to call you out if you don't do the best job you possibly can. So, I'm, in, I'm glad I played the game. Uh, I got a lot of fun out, it, out of it. Um, and just because I've had issues with the game doesn't mean I think that you shouldn't play it, play it or that I don't understand why people enjoy it. It's just I have personal issues with the game that, for me, would keep it from being a 10 out of 10 or a 9 out of 10. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I see. So if you're a God of War fan, like, and you want to play this game, or you're kind of sitting on the fence, I would tell you to play it. I mean, unless the things that I told you in kind of my review, not review, kind of turned you away. But for most people, I would say, yeah, you should play it, because it is an enjoyable game with some flaws. I mean, that's that's any game, um, but I kind of hold God of War to a higher standard, especially since how everyone's raved about it. I don't think the, the, the praise that people, I think it deserves praise, the, uh, like, the level of praise people have given it, I don't think it deserves all right, yield. Yeah. What have you been playing? So, uh, <laughs> it, that's going to be. A I tried to keep it as short as I could. I'm sorry. Show. Wow, what have I been playing? You know, I've been listening to Alex play so much God of War. I think I've been playing God of War. No, so you haven't been playing Rock Band. No, I haven't. Uh, yeah, I played. No, was that that was two weeks ago. No, I didn't play Rock Band this week. Um, I did play the uh, all three Jackbox parties. My niece came over to spend the night, so we were playing some Jackbox Party. Played some Red Dead Redemption. Freaking moose. That's all I'm going to say there. Um, finished Psychonauts. 
and then realize I made a grave error, and now I have to play it all over again. That sucks. So that's all right. I'm going to take a little break, and then I'll come back to it. And speaking of Psychonauts, F the Meat Circus. Is it the, the platforming and the camera? The platforming and the camera. Freaking, ah. Oh. But other than that, it was a fun C- level. All right, CJ. Uh, yeah. I'm not done. No, you said, and finally. Yeah, as in, like, there's another one after that. No, you said, and finally. Just, all right, keep going. Okay. And I've been playing uh, World of Warships Legends. Is that still the beta yield? No, if you if you did the and I use my air quotes here the pre order, you got four days early access. So I bought the thirty dollar pack, so I could have a premium battleship, and I started playing Friday. You sunk my battleship. Yeah, that's happened a few times, but that's okay. I suck at I suck at I I picked up a destroyer today. I jumped up to the destroyer line so I could start shooting some torpedoes. Man, I I suck. I just need to stick with well, we knew I need that. to stick with the cruisers and the battleships. Dude, I will run circles around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll tell you what. I believe that just as much as I believe you're gonna catch me in I'll platinum. tell you what, on Tuesday when it's available for everybody else, download it. I'll run circles around you. Yeah, we all okay. know, based on his experience with the Ratchet and Clank racing, that Tricky's not really good in vehicles. So, I mean, you can't really expect much out of that. Him. That's not true. <laughs> Yield is CG. What do you mean? Yes, is that an online game or a single player game? I, I'm not familiar that familiar with it. Online, online. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, you can you can either play people versus computer or people versus people. Okay. Right now, I don't I don't think at least with. North America. I don't know if they're pulling everybody or not. I have run into a lot of games where sometimes I'll jump into player versus player just to kind of gauge how, if, if I'm getting better. And then after the game ends, and I'm like, hey, I survived. We won. Awesome. And then it shows everybody who was in the room, and like three quarters of everybody was AI to fill the room. I'm like, oh. Well, hopefully it gets more populated Tuesday. Mm. Cool. You just it, going player versus player just gets you more money and experience. Okay. Playing player versus computer, you don't get as much, but Okay, cool. And I don't think there's trophies, okay. at least not yet. I haven't popped a single trophy. Oh. CJ, what have you been playing, buddy? That's cutting. Um, what have I been playing? So, uh, I, I'll throw these four in because you never talk about spam games, even though you're trophy horse. So, I played this super weekend mode, which is just awesome. Uh, this is by are you, the other two won't be familiar with these games, but maybe you are tricky. This uh, rat, rat, tech, whatever the name of that company is, uh, that make all these five minute plats. So, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I'm very, I'm very yeah. familiar. <laughs> yeah, well, this this is their best effort yet. Of course, uh, he is. I, I think I think they've reached the point now where they're just not including any game at all anymore, which is you know it's a fantastic achievement. So that that was <laughs> that's enough on that. But I know some people in your your platinum community uh, you'll play these sort of games too. So shout out to them. At, yeah, at that game. <laughs> I, I, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, but, which is which is oh, which is totally cool. Yeah, no, of course, they're fun five minutes. That, that's you know that's all it is. Uh, but I don't know. I played um some of the Grand Tour game. I know you like racing games, Yield. So um I would recommend that. How is that? I've, I've seen you and 
murder playing at? How is that? Yeah, I, I really like it. So it's obviously based on the the Amazon uh, Prime TV show or whatever else. So it's it's basically just the the uh, the episode, and then at the end of each sort of little segment, you get to do the driving task rather than just sort of watching it like you would in the episode or whatever. So it's quite fun. There's only it's it's not a lot of gameplay. Like there's maybe like ten or twelve. Um, challenges per episode or something you know it takes maybe okay. maybe an hour or so but there's a lot of episodes i mean there's uh, i think they're up to 14 episodes and they, they threw in a couple of extras from the the first and second season so there's a ton of content uh the trophies are a little bit funny i think they might, one of them might be glitched or something so i don't know if that's important to you maybe, maybe watch out but um yeah it's good i would definitely recommend it it's quite fun and the, the plus is i mean for for us here in australia we don't we, we have the option to to do amazon prime but it's kind of expensive and it's not not very common so when you when you buy it you actually get the tv show as well for the whole season so you know that's that's pretty cool oh, for us yeah bang, bang. Mm, yeah it's good so yeah i would re- I'd recommend that and then the other one i've been playing is um is kingdom hearts 3 so i don't know if this game interests any of you at all i'm not sure that it interests wait me. hold on hold on hey. you know when i think of big games kingdom hearts 3 certainly ranks high among those like i i feel like that's a game that's going to suck up a lot of your time so how does someone like you sir with over 600 platinums wind up in uh kingdom hearts 3 <laughs> well I, well i've had it since launch and launch and i'm up to the fourth world so that that sort of shows you the pace i'm moving at at the moment it's very very slow and methodical but no it's not, not very fast but i do like i mean you know like if, if you look deeply there are some longer games like i played final fantasy 14 i played at that and actually did all the expansions which had no trophies so i do like some i do play quite a few jrpgs and stuff as well i don't always play them because some of them have ridiculous requirements for grinding and stuff so it doesn't interest me but but yeah no, kingdom hearts 3 is good i i to be, like be truthful i only played a little bit of the first one maybe like a couple of hours and i just couldn't handle it the game obviously is, is very dated um, you know, which, which is fine or whatever else. It's a little bit obtuse as well. I'm not not a big fan of, you know, areas where you don't really know where you're supposed to be going uh, with level design. But that, that was the first one. The third one is, is much, much better um, in that sort of thing. And, you know, it's a, I mean, again, it appeals to people that like those, you know, Disney, Disney Infinity, Lego, Lego Dimensions, any of those sort of things. You'll, you'd love a game like this, I think. It's, it's very light Final Fantasy, uh, you know, with the, the Disney characters, you know, Goofy and Donald and stuff. So it, it's fun. It looks beautiful as well. And to be honest, like, I know there's this massive overarching story that's, like, way over convoluted and, and no one really understands. But if you do jump in at three, they, they do a pretty good job of explaining what you need to know. And then each of the worlds has a, has a pretty self-contained story anyway. So you can almost just, like, not worry about the overall thing and still, I think, get, get quite a bit of enjoyment out of it, you know. And it, it's... It's a very easy game, too. <laughs> you know, I tend to play easy games, so that's a plus. But yeah, I don't know. I would, you know, I mean, if you're into that game, you would, you would already be on it, I imagine. But it's good. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I won't say anymore because, I like, as you guys know, I just play everything. So <laughs> we could be here for. Sounds very be, familiar. Yeah, we could be here forever. <laughs> all right. And the only thing I've been playing all week is uh, Division 2. But uh, actually, I've been more... Uh, playing that first-person viewer on Netflix, trying to catch up on all my shows before uh, season premieres and stuff. So, all right, so let's get into our topics. Uh, Yo, give me a hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, Sony is finally letting us change our PSN. Boo! Except for the guy who's <laughs> sitting here and changed his PSN name. You don't like it? <laughs> I took me a minute to realize who it was. I'm like, man, who is that? Oh, okay. 
All right. Sony has announced that players can now change their names in the United States and in Europe. Oh, the online ID change. The online ID change feature for the PSN announced on the PlayStation blog will be accessible from a web browser, free to use for the first change. Any further changes will cost ten dollars or five dollars for plus members. Of course, this is dollars. Uh, uh, if you want euros, it's seven ninety nine and three ninety nine. Uh, should you decide to change your ID to, should you de- you decide your new ID is not what you want. You can change as many times as you like or revert back to your ID for free. Your old ID will be available to you as others cannot claim it as you should be able to rename your profile. To aid your friends on PSN, your old ID may be displayed next to your new ID on your profile for 30 days. That is bullshit. Because there's a lot of people on my list now that have no idea who the fuck you are because they don't know. It's not showing you old ID. That's because you can choose not to show Uh, it as well if you don't want to. So that's what they've chosen. <laughs> well, fuck you, Sony. You should not be doing. I have no idea who the hell I'm talking to. Somebody changed their name to Trophy Hunter. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Uh, I like it. And he's only got sixty platinum, so you know what? Suck it. Uh, but yeah. So you yeah. can change your ID. To be fair, that person didn't say platinum hunter. They said trophy hunter. They may have a million bronzes. Uh, that's true. Point taken. That's true. You, you can't judge these people. Sometimes I get okay. these random... I, I never understand why people send friend requests when they have no intention of talking to you or messaging you. They just randomly like you or something. And uh, I get some pretty funny requests from people that have like 13 Platinums and they call themselves Trophy Hunters or Platinum Hunters or whatever. And it's like, you know, good luck. That's awesome. Every, everyone, everyone's, everyone's doing their own thing, I guess. But you can never judge people. <laughs> I, I, love when I, I love when I get a friend request and they're like, oh, I listened to the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Who are you? <laughs> That's right. I appreciate it, but you listened to the show, but you had never written, written into the show, but all of a sudden you want to be my PSN yeah. friend? I mean, don't take me wrong. I'll be of your course. friend. But it's, it's just a little weird. It's like, uh, I'm a big fan of the show. Yeah? Then... Why have we never heard from you? Well, I think that's the nature. I mean, I don't want to, to, you know, um, move away from your topic. It's the nature of PSN gaming. I mean, I'm sure you guys have plenty of people that are sort of friends or gaming friends that you've never really spoken to or anything. And you're just like, "Mm, that's a little strange, but whatever. You know, it is is what it is. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I see the numbers of downloads that this show gets every week. Mm. And that's good. I mean, it's an impressive number. Uh, But I don't think... Because uh, Yield and Alex know the numbers. I think maybe less than 1% of the people have reached out, and yeah. we know who the hell they are. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, we like we all have those friends on PSN. I've had friends that I've added, and I've never played a single game with them, yeah. nor spoken them to them nor on the PSN. Them. And yet, I mean, every once in a while, I'll go through and clean up my PSN friend list. But, I mean, there's probably, I'd say, maybe a fourth of them are those people mm. who I never communicate with and never play with. Yeah. It's just... just just how it is all right <laughs> so our second bit of news it's just Star before you Wars, go on to that so Jedi none of you are going to change your name you're all happy oh, are you? oh, no no yeah. oh, i'm, I'm happy keeping mine i gave i gave thought into my name it's dan <laughs> fair enough <laughs> I, I i think the only whores that ever said they were going to change their name was donnie and it, he said he's only going to change it to use capitalization yeah. in his name yeah. all right so going back Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, we have a release date, a trailer, and gameplay you know details. Until I see it on the store shelf, I don't believe it. 
And I've watched the trailer. <laughs> After a couple teases, EA and Respawn Entertainment have finally revealed the first details of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, including its release date on which platforms players can expect it. EA has given Star Wars, I'm not reading this, the full name every time, a release date of November 15th this year, and it will be released on X-Bone 1, PS4, PC, and uh, via EA Origin. As Respawn, the studio behind Titanfall and Apex Legends, EA has announced the re- in the hours lead up to the panel uh, that the, it's a single-player game with no multiplayer elements or microtransactions. Okay, well, there's a couple of pluses, but until it's on the store shelves, I don't believe it. Jedi Fallen Order story falls on the timeline of Star Wars canon shortly after Revenge of the Sith. EA has previously revealed the story will focus on a young Padawan, but Respawn confirmed today that the character is Cal Kedis. Um, and you will know the actor if you ever watched Shameless or Gotham. It's uh, Cameron Monaghan. Mona, Mona Han. Uh, he's the redhead on Shameless, and he also plays the Joker on Gotham. Um, Wait, hold on. Before we go on. Opinions on Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker because I love the casting. I I have to see the movie. I can't. I I think he's going to do a fantastic job, but I I don't want to give it my seal of approval until I see the movie. I I agree with that. But I think if anyone can out, because I think Joaquin Phoenix is a better actor than Heath Ledger. While Heath Ledger did a fantastic job as the Joker, if anyone can outdo that and become the Joker, I think it's Joaquin Phoenix. But it's two different Jokers again. I understand like you that. You you can't compare Jack Nicholson's Joker to... You, you, people are going to do it, and you know they will. There is only one Joker. Well, yes. Mark Hamill gave his blessing to Joaquin Phoenix, so there you go. All right. Uh, back to the Star Wars game. Okay, back to the Star uh, Wars. Cal has survived Order 66, the Emperor's Decree to eliminate the Jedi. According to EA Respawn, players must pick up the pieces of Cal's shattered past to complete his training and master the art of the iconic lightsaber, all while staying one step ahead of the Empire and its deadly people. I'm not, it doesn't say people, but that's the word I'm using because I can't say that word right now. Uh, so, yeah. So, again, we're getting a new Star Wars game coming out before the movie, and by the way, that the the movie the trailer for the new movie <laughs> uh, I wouldn't go uh, wouldn't go that far but oh come on I didn't hate it but I don't love it yeah, something's wrong with you in the name of the movie uh, in the name of the new movie nah man this sucks okay okay we can have a conversation because we're getting a little long here we'll have a conversation about the Star Wars trailer next week and we'll we'll fully go into okay. it we'll spend half an hour on that instead of uh, Alex's shitty uh, review of God of War. I found it refreshing. I'm, I'm allowed to have my own opinion about the game, even though you're like, you remember you're, the you're, uh, the um, uh, okay, the meme? We're, we're not going down that path. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Remember the meme that Jared shared about the Loot Bros and how uh, there was the "I can't stop coming" meme when the Loot Bros were talking about Bloodborne? That's you about God of War. <laughs> I don't. No, no, no. I don't bring up God of War every week. I just ask. I just tell you your opinion's wrong. But yeah, yeah oh yeah, my opinion's wrong. But yeah, you just can't accept that someone didn't like the game as much as you. Uh, no, no, no. I am perfectly fine with you not enjoying the game as much as me. I am not fine with you not admitting that that stranger fight was the best superhero fight in a video game ever. No, it was not. And I, 
Oh, God. All right, we're not going down I think you guys need to look for a sponsorship. Also, you're giving them plenty of airtime. We we do celebrity death match. Uh, IGN uh, got to sit down uh, with response. Stig uh, Asmussen. Do you know who that is? Yes, he was the game director behind God of War 3. Yes. Yes, he was. I just want to make sure that you're on top of things. Yeah, I I, I wanted to say two, but then I remember that was Corey. Three was Stig. Uh, but yeah, so we have a new Star Wars game coming. What are your thoughts and uh, comments on that, guys? So, I enjoyed the trailer from what I saw, but again, there have been many Star Wars games that have gone off of the... not based on the original trilogy that had excellent cutscenes and uh, have either people love them or they completely hate them kind of falling short. So until it's on the store shelves, I don't believe it. Cause I'm still a little myth that I didn't get my 1313 slash Amy Hennig star Wars game slash whatever. Uh, don't fuck it up. <laughs> That's what I have to say because there've been too many shitty go- uh, star Wars games out there. CJ, did you no, see I the trailer? Look, I wasn't going to say anything. To be honest, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. Okay, I, I kind of figured when you didn't say anything. <gasps> not a Star Wars fan. All right, so our next topic is Horizon Zero Dawn's actress says a sequel is in development. Well, duh. Was it a Horizon Zero Dawn actress? I thought I read it was a Star Wars voice actor that said, you will lose your shit when you see the new Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay, uh, forgive me for pronouncing the name because I'm going to mess this up. Janina Gav- Gavin Carr, who voiced Ty in the Frozen Wilds DLC, uh, has may have spilled the beans on a potential sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Color me surprised. V- via a Reddit post from user Ninjet uh, Gavin Carr, again, I'm butchering the name, who portrayed uh, Eden Verso in Star Wars Battlefront 2 was speaking out with fans at Star Wars Celebration Chicago when she made the potential slip. A fan thanked her for the voice, uh, introducing her to Horizon Zero Dawn, to which she replied, just wait till you see the sequel. You're going to die. I know some secrets. You're going to die. While her character was only present in the game's DLC, she did have an open narrative thread where she was headed to Sundom to learn how to harvest machines. Because of this continuation, uh, the character could return in a sequel. Uh, meaning that she may have some knowledge of the development. Now, I'm going to lead this off with Alex first, because I know Alex was the biggest Horizon fan here. So, Alex, what do you think about this? I mean, like, this is pretty much dull. Like, we knew a sequel was coming, but how excited are, are you? And do you think she actually made the slip on purpose, or this is just starting the hype as we're going to get a Horizon announcement sometime this year. I think just by the context of the conversation, I think it was just a slip. I think it was inadvertent. But, I, I mean, I, I don't think that it's something that she's going to regret because the, the the end of the game last time set up a sequel. We all knew a sequel was coming, especially with how well the game reviewed, how well it sold. So, so this is Sony's new franchise, or one of their new franchises. And, you know, like, that's what people do, is they don't really just do one-off games, they do sequels. They, that's where a lot of the money is. You create a brand name, and then you, you follow with that. So the first game set up a sequel, and I love the first game. It's, it's probably my favorite game on the PlayStation 4. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus doesn't count because it was a remake, uh, but um, 
I think Horizon Zero Dawn is the best game on the PlayStation 4. And, or at least my favorite. Uh, you know what? No, fuck it. I'll say it's the best one on there. No, there you go. I totally agree. But uh, I'm, I'm very excited. I'll buy it day one. Horizon Zero Dawn was the first game that I, in a long time that I bought day one. Um, I just don't do that all that often. So this is another game that I'll buy day one. And it says a lot. Like Uncharted 4, I wait to play. Most most games I wait to play, but this is this is an instant play for me. So I'm, I'm very excited to, hear, to know it's coming, even though I kind of expected it in the first place. There's there's nothing so, else to add to that, Alex. You you were right. Well, I mean, you can you can add your your own two cent shield. I mean, you did you play the first game? You like I can never I, remember. Yeah, I've got the platinum. The only the only two trophies I don't have is the new game plus trophies. That, that yeah, that, 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 that two trophy pack. Which I was thinking the other day, man, I need to go back and play Horizon. Yeah, it's been enough time because that game came out in 2017. It's been enough time where I could go back and play it again um, and not feel because I mean usually. Like, I'll play as many playthroughs as I have to to get all the trophies the first time around. Kind of burns me out a little bit. But it's been enough time where I feel like having, you know, getting close to finishing the Platinum for God of War, like, if I'm going to play something on the PlayStation, it very might well be next. Be that one next. Horizon Zero Dawn was one of the first games where I read everything that you collect. Can I? You know, because you had the, you had your audio that you collected, but then if you went into the audio, there was actually a little bit more to it than just what you got to hear. So I went in and I read everything, even all the, 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 like the books or the scripts that you pick up. I would read all of it. And they did such an amazing job of filling in everything that happened in this world, leading up to what, where you're at now and where you're going. I was just, bravo. And yeah, you knew there was going to be a sequel, so... I mean, we talked about, like, story was a huge part for Tricky and God of War. Uh, the Last of Us is another huge story game. This game was a game that we saw mostly, like, the gameplay for and the action for. And you didn't know what to expect from the story. It took things far deeper than you ever expected. Oh. It was a, it was a great surprise. I mean, it dwarfed Guerrilla Game... God of War did. I, I agree with that, despite what Tricky might say. But I think that Guerrilla Games, you know, having mostly done the Killzone games, not really a lot of story in that, not a great deep story in that. I think people just didn't expect a whole lot or really just didn't know what to expect, and what they got was a very pleasant surprise and a very deep story. CJ, did you play Yeah, Hard I did. Yeah, I planned it. I didn't play the, the DLC or not yet, but I ha- I did the plan. I was the same as you, but I didn't do the, the New Game Plus uh, for the extra extra trophies <laughs> yet either. But- did you uh, play the Frozen Wild? Because that was a DLC yeah. No, I didn't. I haven't, haven't got to that yet. I just did the base game, uh, and the thing. Yeah, it, it. You know, I mean, I don't know what to say here because you're obviously two mega fans, but I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I have to. I have to admit, when I saw your schedule today, Star Wars and then Horizon, and I had to laugh because neither of them interest me that much. But look, I thought it was a fine. <laughs> I know. Look, I'm not saying it's a bad game at all. I think it was a massive achievement for that studio, definitely. But I just don't understand the hype around this game at all. Like, I mean, this game came two years after The Witcher. Like, I was just looked it up. So 2017. I don't know if either of you played the, the Witcher three. Um, it, yeah, but look, I, hate I think the Witcher this 3. game is like a, a kiddie's first like open world game in a way. Like it's like I understand what you're saying, the story, whatever, you know, and the stuff. But I don't think it's pushed any boundaries really at all. I think it's a very safe formula. I, like if you, I mean, it's not a huge bow to draw from that game to Assassin's Creed in the gameplay. I'm not not talking the story and stuff. And I don't 
Like, I mean, I know, I know it says it sold 10 million, like everybody who owns a PlayStation bought it, you know, whoop-de-doo. But I, I don't, I, as I said, I don't think it's bad at all. And I'm sure the next one will go on to sell sell tons. But I, I it surprises me that you're, you're you know, you're, you're so passionate for this game. But I don't see that many dis- dissimilarities between this and God of War in the in the way it's sort of designed and the base design and structure, you know? And I don't know, like, I don't know. I think they could have done a lot more, really. I... All right, CJ, mm. I, want you, I want you to do me a favor. Um, yeah. In the next day or so, uh, go on to... Um, I'm trying to remember the guy's name right now. Daniel Dwyer. He does a YouTube video series mm. called No Clip. And he did a documentary on them making Horizon and, like, all the steps they went through to make this game, I think you'll find that very interesting. And when you talk about how this was a a safe play for Gorilla, I, I, I have to disagree. After watching mm-hmm. that documentary, this was a major step yes. for Gorilla Games. And, yeah, while it's... But it's not a major step in, in what's available in 2017. I don't think it at all. No, 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 but it's a major step for them. So when you say this was, you know, an, uh, I, I forget your words, but that this was like a yeah, safe. a safe uh, game for them or a safe, you know, game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, I, think, I think that's fairly accurate in the fact that, like, Gorilla going from first person to a massive open world RPG. Yeah, I get why uh, Horizons the way it is. That still does not take away the yeah, but how see, this is good where, Horizon. Where I disagree and I, I, with you. Sorry, sorry. Oh, go ahead, I, like, because I, I, I hear this all the time, and this is why this is why I think this is because, like, yes, it's it, it's a big world, but it's like you've got your quest line or whatever else, but the collectibles have no real relevance to it. The, like the cups, I think they were or something, and it just it's like it's hedging its bets. Like it's not a Final Fantasy open world game. It's not going that deep. It doesn't go as deep as The Witcher. It's like it's, it's sort of like a Spider Man. Like it, it's great. It's fine. It's fun, but it it's just. I don't know, 20 hours or whatever else and you move on. I Like, I don't think of that game anymore. Like, I mean, you two are uber fans, but maybe you recall the story well, but it didn't really stick with me. And I think the ending was you know, whatever. But, you know, it's it's an easy way to create another game from the ending they put in. But yeah, I'm, as I said, I don't want to bash the game. Well, I sort of do. But uh, I, I, don't think, I don't think it's amazing for the time <laughs> at all. Like, I think it's a lovely, fun time, but I don't think it says much. And, you know, like, I, I mean, do, do either of you still recall the story well? Do you think? Yes. Yes. You do? Okay. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah. It resonated more with you. But see, I don't know. You like you guys don't play a lot of JRPGs, do you? No. Or more, no. more extreme. So I think if you come from that side, it does look a little bit weaker. You know, if you come more from the, the Witcher or maybe the Assassin side, then yeah, it, it's in that style, I suppose. So maybe I would have liked more, more content. You know, they, they built the world. They could have just put more into it. Like almost, I don't know. Like, if it was... Well, that, they kind of did that with the the Frozen Wilds. Is that they, yeah? They it was DLC, but the DLC was actually baked into the original story. So if you play, so if you have both of them, you literally play Horizon, and you never really realize you're playing the DLC because it's so it's already baked into it so well. Yeah, I understand that, but also the DLC came out well after the game did the base game Absolutely. so you, you can't like you can't expect people to well i mean depends how many games you're playing but you forget stuff you forget how to play the game in a way the, you know reflex reactions or whatever so if you played it at launch compared to when they find and the dlc was a long wait i remember so yeah i, I don't know it's fine it's fine well i mean the plus <laughs> yeah. about having the DLC, dlc come out far later is 
people play a game, they put a lot of hours in the game because it, it was a long game. You give yeah, you get yeah. a time in the middle to rest and then come back to it. It also gets the game in game of the year conversations because the game came out very early in the year. And then mm-hmm. typically in game of the year conversations, people think of what they played at the end of the year. But I think for me, it wasn't necessarily the structure of the game, that it was an open world game. It was the story and the characters, and especially Aloy. I thought that was what really drove the game. And uh, to your point about the collectibles being kind of not useful, I mean, you could see that in God of War, because all the collectibles you get in that game, the artifacts, you sell to uh, Brock, and they're just displayed on shelves in his um, shops. So those really have no value in the game other than giving you hack silver, which by the end of the game, you have far too much of anyway. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm just much more excited for for the second one because I think it'll it'll take on like if you look at the way Assassin's going now, where they're just adding stuff all the time. I'm sure this next one will be of a similar vein, so it will live longer, I suppose. Yeah. And I do want to say that if you have a different opinion from mine, like if you, if Horizon Zero Dawn was not your cup of tea, I I can definitely respect that. That's perfectly fine. Just because I take to a game doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to take to a game. So I mean, we all have different tastes, ever, different genres we like to play in. So your yeah. opinion is perfectly valid. I. You're not the only person that said that about Horizon Zero Dawn. No, no. I just, I had to be a little bit passionate there because anyone that knows me knows my position on that game. So if I didn't say anything, they would have called me a suck out or a sellout. So yeah. <laughs> so I've defended my position. So we, sorry, we can continue. <laughs> I, I, I kind of feel like that, uh, not your cup of tea comment was directed to me from Alex. About no, but I know. think it's, All I right. think it's because CJ, <laughs> CJ made a comment about, you know, us being big fans of it and him not really being a fan and like maybe offending us. That, I, I think it's it, it's okay to have different opinions about things, whether it be music, movies, video games. It's okay. I mean, you don't shit on mm. someone's opinion just because it doesn't ma- mesh with yours. Yeah, that's right. All, right. All right. So our last topic before we get into our topic of the week. Sony has filed a patent for VR-compatible prescription glasses. <laughs> I, I'm hearing a giggle already. I think that's great. <laughs> uh, and... The glasses theoretically would work with PlayStation VR and would utilize eye tracking to help perform improve performance for those who use corrective lenses. As reported, the patent looks like to solve the issue of improper eye tracking while using prescription glasses with the VR headsets. Due to the glasses lenses, the direction the quote direction of the gaze cannot be determined as accurately. This causes blurriness, distortion, reflections, and more especially since the glasses might not stay 100% in place either. Uh, Sony believes the solution in making the prescription glasses the source of eye tracking as opposed to the VR headset itself. The glasses would contain technology that could detect when a VR headset is being worn and would activate sensors to detect the user's gaze and transmit it back to the VR display. The VR headset, which would likely be a newer model of the PlayStation VR, might have a camera to further detect the physical position of the glasses and provide greater tracking for those wearing lenses during play. So do you reckon there'll be a rush on VR all of a sudden? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, the, the way I look at this is at least they're supporting the VR and they're looking for solutions to people that might not be able to do a VR. Mm. I mean, you look at somebody like Steven who says he can't do VR because he gets vertigo. Mm. You get somebody who's wearing glasses, they say they can't do VR because it's not tracking their eyes or they're not doing this. Like, at least they're making an effort to, to say, hey, listen, we understand these issues. Let's give you prescription glasses that will help you play VR. Mm. 
I, I mean, that's the way I look at it. Yeah, I just wish they would remove the cords, design a system without the cords. Until they can get rid of lag, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. All right. So, uh, a little bit about... Oh, I don't get to I don't get to comment on that. Oh, I'm sorry, Alex. Go ahead, uh, please. I just think that... I think they've made some really nice games from VR. I just... Well, I guess I, I can't really fully comment not knowing the sales of VR, but... I think I think last time was two point five. It seems million. like a really big investment in this technology for something that's not really giving Sony a lot of money back, to be honest. I you know what? Okay. Oh, I, I take that back. Sony has sold four point two million VR. Headsets. And how many PlayStation fours on the wild? A lot more than that. I think the, I think last count was over eighty million. So is, at this point, is VR really <laughs> worth it for Sony? Is investing in this new technology? really worth it when such a small amount of your install base actually has it? Uh, I, I, it's hard to argue and say yes, but I it, it, I think so, yes, because at least Sony is supporting it. I mean, how many Vitas were out, sold out there and they don't support that no more? But, well, they no. didn't support it all that well when it was out in the first place, but is something like this really going to, I mean, it would be nice if we could ask Steven. I'm sure we can, you know, get a get a question out to him on the messenger chat and he can answer but is this something like this really going to get someone like him to buy vr i well i don't know if this will solve his vertical problems but it's not it's not just like technical difficult it's does somebody actually want to spend money on vr and play the games yeah i did well you you buy every piece of new technology you can (laughs) okay yes but See, I don't use the VR just for video games. I watch, like, WrestleMania, I watch it in VR. Mm-hmm. I watch concerts in VR. You know, it's it's not just gaming. Now, granted, you could do this on an Oculus. You could do this on a Vive. You could do this on uh, the other thing. Like, uh, the goddess just, like, at uh, PAX East... Uh, was able to play Beat Saber. Now she wants me to buy Beat Saber for home. She was able to play Dance Central. You saw the video on the Facebook group of her playing Dance Central. Like, she's she's invested into the VR. Like, she wants me to buy an Oculus Go, which is the wireless um, uh, headset uh, that doesn't require a camera, doesn't require wires, doesn't require your phone. It's just everything's built into the headset itself. So, yeah. Like, I, I see VR taking off. It's just right now, everybody is... I, I, I don't want to say, like, they're scared, but it's going to take a little time to get into it because people have to be convinced that it's going to work for them. You got people that are, you know, because people say VR makes you queasy. You know, VR gives you vertigo. There's people that have glasses that are worried about... You know, scratching up the lenses because they wear glasses. And you go, do they take off their glasses? Do they wear uh, um, what are contacts? The you guys? I can't, contacts. Thank you. Like, there's so many questions out there because it's such an uncertain technology. But and Alex, you do have a point that like, you know, like, is VR going to solve everybody's problem? No. But at least PlayStation is saying, hey, listen, we know that if you wear glasses, you might have an issue with this. Maybe Sony turns around and says, okay, listen, you buy a PlayStation VR headset, we'll give you these pair of glasses for free 
You just got to tell us your, your your prescription so we can send you the right glasses. I think the real problem they, I mean, I, I don't know what your opinion is, but I think the real problem they have with VR is the, the cost of the PS4 itself. Like they have to make the VR comparable. And, and that's the, that's the, 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 crux of the problem like if you're if you have a decent high-end pc and you spend a couple of thousand you're prepared to spend similar perhaps on a vr headset but when you spend like 400 or 400 australian or whatever on a ps4 you, that you know that almost caps what they can they can sell the vr for and i think the technology is just not advanced enough at that that range i mean you must concede we're early adopters people that own it so you know if anything it needs to be a lot more so they they have more you know i, I think they're, they're obviously running it at a loss you know, so. Well, what they, what they what when the VR came out, it was it launched at four hundred dollars, and yeah. you know, I, I bought it then. Mm. Now, uh, I because I just looked up PSVR sales, and just on the, you know just you know like when you Google something, you know how it has like the 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 top five selling things, the most you know popular things. Yeah. I'm looking at this right now. Uh, PlayStation VR Astrobot bundle that comes with uh, Moss. It's two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. So not not only are you getting a headset for one hundred and fifty dollars cheaper than what I got it for, but you're also getting two games with it. Uh, you know, I've I've seen it on eBay, and you know, I'm seeing uh, a PlayStation VR bundle right now. Uh, not that this is really gonna apply to anybody, but at Brooklyn Video, uh, that comes with the headset, the camera, and Doom VR for one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, I think that's that's sort of my point though. You get you get what you pay for. I think almost it would be better to have a more expensive unit that's a little bit more developed. And I, I wonder, like two point five million people bought it. I'd say two point five million people probably would have paid eight hundred for it. To be honest, I don't think too many people are buying it that are sitting on the fence. You've sort of already committed to supporting it, so I think well, it, was, it was actually four point two million. You know, Xbox Sorry. did it with the, the X One. You know, they they took the plunge and and you know put the price up and you know sort of work for them in a way but there is a market i think in this technology for paying more perhaps to to get a better like you know i don't know like you use it a lot by the sound of it i use it i would prefer to it cost a little bit more and you know maybe fix the fix the picture up a bit or try and look at removing wires or something rather than you know make it cheaper and cheaper because i don't think it's going to get too many more people in the way it is at the moment i don't know that's just my my opinion well i mean and and, and also they have released a second version of the vr headset and uh I don't know if it's officially 2.0, but there's one where the the heads the headset is actually built into the VR headset because uh, the one I have now also doesn't have ACR pass through. Yeah, that, that's uh, not not that that really matters because the TV that I have it hooked up to is not a 4K television. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in the future when I do get a 4K television for my studio, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna want the ACR playthrough. So yeah. At at some point, I will be upgrading my VR headset. When I don't know, I'm, right now, like if they if they launch it tomorrow, there's no need for me to go no. get it. But as as Alex pointed out, I probably will just go buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, guys, give you a little update on Sophie's trophies. Uh, you guys noticed in the last couple of weeks we haven't had a Sophie's trophy. Uh, apparently, Sid is a little burnt out on just uh getting trophies. Uh, he he was feeling like it, he was to a point where he was buying games just to be able to do Sophie's trophies, and uh, Alex told him, he says, you know, that's no way to do that. You know, take a break, relax, play some games for fun, and then when you're ready to come back, come back. So Sid is taking a little bit of a break. So for the time being, we will not be having a Sophie's trophies every week. All right, so let's get to our topic of the week. Topic of the week, which I which I know is. Which I know is yield and Alex's oh, favorite is? topic. Yeah, because we're gonna be talking PlayStation. It's like 5. the soup du jour in today's 
Soup du jour is PlayStation 5 cost leaks. All right. Coming from uh, a website called Game Rant and an article by Dalton Cooper. Uh, he, I'm trying to... I, I want to get the facts here. Um, he says that the rumors that we got going, uh, the latest rumors around the PlayStation 5 stems from someone claiming to be a third-party developer in Europe working on a AAA PS5 launch title who, who has apparently leaked some of the first details about the console, including its price point. Uh, the supposed developer posted this information, and while anyone could have posted it and it's legitimately impossible to verify at this stage, it's gaining traction online regardless. According to the post, the PlayStation 5 will be officially announced as early as June with a March 2020 or November 2020 release date. It also claims the PlayStation 5 will be backwards compatible. It will offer a PlayStation Plus premium service with a 2TB built-in hard drive, 8K, 8K upscaling, and support for an upgraded PlayStation VR headset. Additionally, the PlayStation 5 will come with a DualShock 5 controller that will have a camera inside that has something to do with VR. According to the leaker, all of this will come at a $499 price point, which is $100 more than the PlayStation 4 when it launched back in 2013. Considering the price point points to the PlayStation 4 Pro and the Xbox One, the $499 start price for the PlayStation 5 is actually pretty believable. Even so, those looking forward to the PlayStation 5 should take this information with a massive grain of salt. After all, anyone could post random stuff and try to pass it off as a legitimate video game leak. And that could very well be what's happened here. The supposed leak does not regurgitate other rumors about the PlayStation 5, like its backwards compatibility. Oh, excuse me, it does regurgitate. Um, so, depending on one perspective, you can either let it to some credibility or prove that the leaker is making things up and using past leaks to make it more realistic. So, all that being said, there's a lot of information there. Do we? I, I know we speculated that possibly Sony wasn't doing an E3 conference this year because we were they were focusing on the PlayStation Five release and announcements. Do does any of this sound believable to you? Let's start it off with. Uh, you. Yeah, as for you know the price point and including VR, all the other. Specs of it, I don't know. Um, the June announcement well, that would be around E3. So if I guess if you're trying to steal some Xbox Thunder, that would be a good time. I don't know, five hundred bucks. E. Well, okay. Well, let's go with this. Two uh, K, two terabyte hard drive. That good news for you, bad news for you? Uh, indifferent, indifferent, really. A bigger hard drive is always nicer because then you don't have to worry about up upgrading your hard drive, so to speak. But I think they're trying to think or trying to say with a two terabyte hard drive that most people are going digital. Uh, the thing that impre- the thing that got kind of piqued my interest was the rumor of a PlayStation Plus Premium. I kind of want to know more about that because if they're trying to sort of annex us or force you to go another tier. I don't know if I like that. All right. What about the backwards compatibility? You have any interest in that? Uh, I always like the option, but like it's been said, once you kind of fully move on, you don't really go back. But I think Xbox 
and how popular it was with their backwards compatibility kind of forced Sony's hand. Kind of the same thing with the whole All right. cross-game chat. <laughs> Alex, what do you think about all these rumors? Well, I don't like the uh, the rumor of VR being kind of forced into it because obviously that's going to raise the price. And I'm going to be honest, this is going to be $100 less than the PS3 when it launched. And, you know, forcing people to do Blu-ray, it worked out for Sony in the end. I don't necessarily know that forcing people to deal with VR or make them pay for that technology when they may not want to use it well, is a good idea. For me, $500 okay, well, is too I, much. I, I, all right, well, I don't want to cut you off, but I, I, it, it doesn't say it's coming with a VR headset. It's saying it has support for an upgraded VR headset and that the DualShock 5 will have a camera inside should you have a VR. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that, that camera's going to add cost. True, but... Uh, all right. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to argue that point because you're right about that. But I think that... It's pretty much inevitable. CJ, what do you think? Well, hold on. I'm sorry. Hold on. $500 for me is too much. I'm not going to... If that's the price point at day one, I'm not going to buy it. I'll wait until it goes down in price. Uh, The backwards compatibility, people have complained at Sony for years that they want backwards compatibility back, so that sounds legit. We saw the patent for it. So, uh, going all the way back to PS1 games, so I think that that's potentially... You know, I definitely think that that has some steam behind it. So, nothing in this sounded really... um, None of it sounded kind of outlandish. Nothing that I would call bullshit on immediately. AK, we, AK upscaling? What about that? Um, I mean, upscaling is something we've seen on a lot of consoles, and you think of, you know, uh, remakes and, and stuff like that and how they always talk about upscaling. I, I mean, I think that, you know, that, that that's not far-fetched either. Upscaling has been used in a lot of video game systems before uh, to make games look better, to make old games look better, so uh, upscaling to me isn't really... I don't think that I would call bullshit on that either. Um, but I think that we've heard so many rumors about the PlayStation 5 for years now, and I think that this is coming at a time now where unless you tell me that a baby elephant comes with every single PlayStation 5 sold, I think that I would, you know, put... I, I would at least take it at um, take it at fair value. I, I would be like, okay, well, maybe, uh, and then, you know, look into it. But I, I feel like all this stuff is sounds legitimate or could be possible and it, it's just it, it to me it's not just crazy all right cj yeah, I, I don't know i suppose i suppose it's all seems seems believable i wonder if like people are really like do you really need a ps5 is the ps4 that bad at the moment you know do you feel it's do you feel it's that dated i, I don't know like i don't i don't <laughs> well a lot all right to, to be fair back when the playstation 4 was announced a lot of people said that is the PS3 that yeah, bad? Do we need the PS4? Course. I mean, we're always gonna have that conversation. I mean, if Donnie was here, um, shout out to Donnie. Like Donnie would tell you, we don't need it. Why? Why are they doing this? You know, Donnie was always a hater of the upgraded consoles, like the next. Well, I do agree. We don't need it yet. But but here's the question: Like we we've had the PlayStation Four for what six years now. Oh dear God! It's so. I, I wonder. I mean, d- and you've had and and you've had a PS4 Pro yeah. for what two years? Uh, which is basically which is basically the PS5. Okay, but <laughs> they always Sony always talks about a ten year console uh, life cycle for their consoles. Like, 
normally around year five or six and seven is when we get the announcement for the new game, uh, the new console, and it's always you know the the rumors are starting. Oh, this is the last console we're ever gonna own. This is the last one's gonna have a disc. This is the last one to do this. Oh, you let you you launch the PlayStation Four. What about four K? Oh well, we're not doing four K. And then you get the upgrade consoles. Oh well, these do four K. Oh yeah, but you you don't have a, a 4K drive in yours. Like, there's always gonna be haters, and I'm not calling you guys haters. What I'm saying is, there's always gonna be haters. There's always gonna be people going, "I don't need this." Like, at this point, to be honest, I don't know what the PlayStation Five could give me that the PlayStation Four or Pro does does give doesn't give me. Like, see, I just I don't know, CJ. I, 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 I just wonder, like. I don't know, like, it's a bit of a tough one, I suppose, because I play on multiple consoles. I know most of you do as well, uh, you know, to varying degrees or whatever else. So I like, I mean, you know, it was a little bit different in the PS3 era. Now you've got the Switch as like, you know, is a, is a proper choice now, like a definite a definite possibility. You've got the X, uh, which is... Well, I, I would argue with that. Okay. Well, you've got, you've got the X, which is, you know, is great as well. So there, you know, and I mean... Like, I, I'd be fascinated in how many people own all three systems or at least two of the three systems. And I think for those people, I think the PS4 sits sort of... I think Sony made a misstep when, when the X came out and they the, the Pro came out. I think they should have maybe tried to match it a little bit more. But, you know, it is it is what it is there. And and that and I think now that's put them in a position. But for myself, like, like I find the PS4 fine. Like, if I want to play something for graphics, I won't play it on PlayStation. I play it on the X on a 4K TV. And I, won't, I know people go, oh, there's no difference. But anyone that does on a decent setup would know that there's a massive difference so you know that's not a valid point but you know i think the ps4 sits like in the middle for me like i, I suppose i do most of my gaming there and i don't find any limitations on it but i you know I, you know I, I don't know like i mean it's different i know tricky but you buy everything so it's fine but you know sort of so do i but you know for, 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 i don't buy everything <laughs> how, how's dark side is three going anyway uh so you know <laughs> i haven't played it in about the month of the so like but I, know. <laughs> I know, I saw the price tag on that thing. Uh, yeah, so I, like, I don't know. But I, like, as, as you sort of said, like, I suppose, you know, whether you need to upgrade straight away will be more of the question or whether you'll just be happy to, to stay. I, I wonder what it will sell to people like me to make me want to upgrade. Because if it's just a slight bump across the system, you know, and an extra terabyte, that doesn't, it doesn't matter to me, I don't think, at this point. All right, so let, let me ask you a question, Alex. I'm here. Uh... You said that if it comes out of $500, you're not going to buy it. You're going to wait for a price drop. Yeah. Let me, let me just throw an, an, a question at you. And I, I know you're going to be stubborn and give the answer that I don't want you to answer. But let's say the PlayStation 5 comes out. It's $500. Your current PlayStation 4 breaks. You, you're going to replace it. Are you going to buy another PS4 or are you just going to get an upgrade to the PS5? I mean, I do have a Switch. <laughs> I... I, you follow the scenario here. I just, I mean, I have, we, we've already bought a bunch of games for the Switch, so I'd be more than happy to continue playing that until the price goes down for the PlayStation 5. I, God of War is the that's first. That's not the scenario. God of War I said, is the first. You're going to replace it. Okay, but I'm telling you, there are other factors in the scenario that are, are muddling it. I, if, if my PlayStation 4 broke and it's like, hey, play five, $500 for PlayStation 5, no, I would not buy it now, right now, because I'll just play the Switch, because God of War is the first game for the PlayStation I've bought in a while, and until The Last of Us 2 or Horizon 2 come out, I'm not buying a game for the PlayStation, or planning to, at least. Sorry, Days Gone. But if you're saying, hey... What? Okay, if you're saying, hey, Alex, are you going to buy another PlayStation 4 if yours breaks? 
The only way I would do that is if I don't get the Platinum in God of War, and my PlayStation somehow breaks, and I still have to get Ravens. I'm like, well, fuck it, I'll just buy the 4 so I can get this damn Platinum. But, <laughs> barring that, if I was, if my PlayStation 4 broke, and I had the choice of buying a PlayStation 4 or just waiting for the 5, I would just wait for the 5 to go down in price. Do you know what I think also is most interesting? Like, you, you guys haven't touched on it, but I think it's becoming far more what game you want to play as to what system you buy now. And, you know, Sony has a lot of issues going forward with censorship. There's a lot of things, you know, that aren't great. And it, I've, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've noticed in the last year, people start to talk about they play the PlayStation, they play the exclusives, but they, you know, they don't talk about other things. And I think most people that own multiple consoles, maybe they've already made the Switch and they're playing these other, you know, cross-platform games on other platforms as well. You know, I don't know, like... 2020, that's when we're going to start to see what Microsoft is doing with, you know, the 101 studios they just bought. And, you know, maybe the games won't, maybe the games won't, yeah, they they won't be out yet, but you'll have an idea. And, you know, if they don't play nice with Sony, which, you know, I don't see why they should, uh, you know, maybe those games will be like, well, you know, rather than buy a PS5, I'll buy an Xbox if I don't have one. You know, I'll I'll save the money and do that because I'd rather play these games and I can keep playing what I have on the, the PS4, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think I think they're at the top of the the tree, but I don't think a lot's happening. And I, you know, I just I think the games will drive what happens a lot more. So it'll be interesting to see what they they bring out on the five what comes out. I don't know. I don't know what you think about that, but I I, I mean I'm crazy enough to if the PlayStation Five comes out and they say it's six hundred dollars, I'll buy it. I mean. Just because I had, I gotta have to do with some greatest. But can I ask? Did you did you try and buy one of those limited edition consoles? Are you that far gone? Or yeah. yes, yes, <laughs> I did. I can't, I can't, I can't even did lie. You get yeah, one I or... did. Yeah, no, I did not. <laughs> um, I I even went so far to look on eBay to see if somebody oh, wow. was selling it. When somebody was selling it, somebody the cheapest one I saw on eBay was uh, twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, I did get one of the uh, the controllers. I guess we'll just have to wait and see if Division 2 looks better on PS5, won't we? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, triggered. That's all right. No, I'm not triggered, but... <laughs> I, no, 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 it's fine. It's just... Uh... I'm just thinking about Shots the two... Fired. I'm just thinking about the two trophies. Yeah, I can through. help you with one of those after. I'll give you a tip. <laughs> Yeah, well, what's pissing me off more about Division Two is right now is I'm trying to find. Uh, uh, did you did you get all the hunters? No, I don't. Not yet. Okay, there's there's two hunters that uh, two weeks ago y- you had to do like a certain steps and then they spawned and you had to one shot them or they run away. <laughs> and you can only get it at night and you can only do it under these conditions. Blah 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 blah. blah. And you like they couldn't see you if they saw you they they ran away and all this other stuff. Then they patched it to make one of the hunters just peer and actually start st- stay and fight you. Mm-hmm. Then they patched the other one, which you have to go shoot a, you know certain uh, windows in a certain order, and then he spawns. I, I can't get this mofo to spawn. So then I'm, I'm getting pissed off, so I just run back to a checkpoint. And the original way to get that hunter... Uh, Because when you go When you go to get a hunter like Your your screen gets all staticky to let you know a hunter's near Mm. And then I saw that before And I was like fuck now I don't have the ammo to take him down Because I wasn't planning to do it that way So I saw the guy finally But I couldn't shoot him because I didn't have the right ammo Mm -hmm. 
You know the trick with those sort of trophies, though, those random ones? You just go out for the night, have a few drinks or whatever, just be sort of barely there, come back, play, and you'll get it. You, you won't know what's going on until the next day, but you'll have it somehow. <laughs> That's how you do those ones. All right. All right, let's close out the show with some housekeeping. Let's clean this shit up. All right, CJ, I'm just letting you know, at some point during this, I'm going to put you to the test to see how well of a trophy whore listener you are. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I do this to every guest. Okay. So I'm just warning you now. ProofyGamer.com is looking for some writers, podcasters, video editors, news reports, and generalized help with the site. If you're interested in applying, go to ProofyGamer.com, click on the Help Want tab, and fill out the application, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all the articles and all of our videos. Speaking of our videos, they can be found on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proving Gamer. Also, you can catch me streaming at random times at twitch.tv backslash ProofyGamer, and you can even sub for free, but we'll tell you how you can do that later. If you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. CJ, what's our phone number? I'm going to give you this because I know Yield doesn't know it. It's 330-PROVEN-9, which is 330-776-8369. Are you looking at the agenda? No, I just memorize random numbers all the time, dude. <laughs> Yield, or do, you, do you want to call BS on that? Or do you want to call shenanigans? <laughs> you reckon that's right? No, that the right I, number, Yield? No, I fought... I find that absolutely hilarious. I just random, I just memorize random numbers Three, all the time. Three hundred eighty-six like episodes. Yield still does not have it memorized. <laughs> CJ, first time. What are you right. talking about? I've never. I haven't looked at that thing in like a hundred episodes. Uh huh. If you want to send us an email, you can send us an email at trophyhors at provinggamer.com. That's trophyhors at provinggamer.com. Once again, that's trophyhors at provinggamer.com. The business memorial email. Send us the business. Uh, you can get a hold of us on Twitter. Contact the site at Proving Gamer. Contact the show at Trophy Wars. Contact me at Tricky Mick. Contact Yield at I Yield to No One. Contact Alex at Saundersaurus Rex. Contact Steven at Batchel27. And CJ, I don't know your Twitter handle. Uh, I don't don't use Twitter, so that's okay. That's why I don't know your Twitter handle. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it. But be sure. Hey, to I know it is. If he had a Twitter handle. Uh, it could be CJ's Satan. Yes, that's, is that not taken? <laughs> Be- better than tricky. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it. But be sure to go listen to our other PJ's, our, our other podcast, PG Spoilers, which there was an episode released on uh, Love, Death, and Robots. Netflix original Love, Death, and Robots. Okay, I did get the name right. Cool. Uh, uh, Nintendo dual screens and game stuff. All of our podcasts can be found on Apple Podcasts, following iTunes, Stitcher, your various podcast applications on your smart devices, Google Play, TuneIn, and you can listen to Trophy Horse and dual screens on iHeartRadio and Spotify. If you want to get a hold of us and interact with us more, you get into our PlayStation 4 communities. There's one for the site called Proving Gamer. There's one for the show called T Dubs Brothel. Why, CJ? Because um, uh, you're not allowed to call our horse. What's his name? Yoshida. Yeah? Is that right? There, there you go. I wasn't expecting that. You threw me off. That, I told you I was going to test you. And it, I thought the phone number was the test. I was right, though, wasn't it? You're not allowed to have pause. It, right. Well, yeah. It, yeah. It's yeah. Shehu Yoshida. Yeah, sorry. It, it tricked you down here, butchered it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to it's say it. It's Shuhei Yoshida. Shuhei, that's right. And yeah, you get uh, where CJ likes to post in the Platinum Guild. Uh, if you get a new platinum, post it there, and uh, Yield will forget to give you a platinum for three months, or your shout-out for three months. 
actually, I'm going to jump in here as well. Uh, Yield, I know the other week or maybe two weeks ago, you did a reading or something of the, the Platinums. Is that that was right? I did. Yeah. So the the murdered three six xx whatever his name is or whatever else he reckons he has a lot more. So next time you need to read all of his. <laughs> I did. He didn't post it. Oh, all. is that what it is? I went okay. back to yeah. I went back to the first. Okay. Few well, I tried. I tried. And I Little scrolled. Shout out. I scrolled up to the end of it, and there was a big gap. Yes. Okay. Of of of, of where of where he posted here, and this was his number. Uh, let's say three oh four. And then the next post was like 319, and I'm like, well, where's the in-between? I think they were all five minutes. That's why they're missing. Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, that's why they're missing. Otherwise, I'd have read them. All right, that is the end of our sponsors. Or Excuse me, our housekeeping. What would you ask the sponsors? Alex, tell us about Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is a charity initiative. If you want to find out more about it, you can go to HumbleBundle.com. You can even sign up for their online newsletter or their electronic newsletter, I guess we would call it. Uh, But Humble Bundle, it's a charity initiative where every month they bundle together a bunch of games and they sell them for cheaper than normal. So the bundles are tiered, so depending on how much you pay is determines how many games you get, but generally you can get you know over $200 of the games for 20 bucks or less. Uh, the money goes to charity, so it's a very worthy cause, and even if you don't want a bundle of games, they still have single games for sale, as well as bundles of comic books, uh, books, all different kinds of stuff. So again, if you want to go to homebundle.com, you can find out more information. If you want to go to our personal partnership page, I will always post a link on the show descriptions that are posted on tro- uh, provengamer.com. All right. Yield, tell us about Extra Life. So, Extra Life is a 24-hour, 25-hour, since it's all on uh, daylight savings time. It's November 2nd this year, 25-hour video game marathon. So what you do is you go to extra-life.org. You sign up. You join a team. Proven Gamer has a team. You can form your own team. You can just go all solo if you want to. And what you do is you get friends, family, coworkers, neighbors, however you deem it necessary, to get them to donate monies to you. And 100% of the monies that are donated to you goes to the Children's Miracle Network Hospital of your choice. You get to play video games for 25 hours straight. You get to help children in your local area who are sick and need your help. And it's a win-win situation. Play video games, help kids. It's it's a great combination. All right. And we're also sponsored by Amazon. If you could and would, each and every time you do your shopping on Amazon, stop by Proving Gamer first. Click on any Amazon link and continue with your shopping. It doesn't cost you anything extra and does help out the site tremendously. And I want to say to everybody, because I've got a couple messages about this. Uh, a couple people have messaged me saying, hey, I'd like to support you on Amazon, but you're in the United States and I don't you know, shop in the United States store. Fun fact, I have set up a link for every version of Amazon. So if you go to, you click on our link, it will bring you to your Amazon's site and we still get the profit. Win-win. So, CJ, if you go to Amazon, click on our link, mm-hmm. it will link you to your Amazon.com version, mm-hmm. and it, and we still get the profit. Good, good idea. All right. Uh, also, if you are Amazon Prime, you are also Twitch Prime. So please, link up the two. Become Twitch Prime. Go to Prove a Gamer on Twitch. That's twitch.tv backslash Prove a Gamer, and you can click sub for free. Now, you do have to do it every month, but don't. That good guy, Tricky, he he likes to remind people and says, hey, your Twitch Prime's up. Time to renew. And I'll be there to help you out with that. But with that being said, let's close out the show with some shout-outs. Because we had an hour show, but uh, Alex wanted to talk about half an hour about God of War. 
So let's go at the show. Alex, you go first, sir. I want to give a shout out to the listeners, the fuel to the fire, this trophy horse. Thank you all very much for supporting us and continuing to listen every week. Without you all, there would not be a show. And without you all, it would not be on iHeartRadio. We would not be on Spotify. So thank you for your continued support. Give a shout out to Tricky and to Yield for recording tonight, as well as our special ghost, special ghost, special host, CJ. <laughs> CJ, sorry we butchered your name and made you sound like Satan right. the first times we, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that we introduced you I on kinda, the show. I kind of, I kind of, yeah, I kind of. You, you, you guys be, always said CJ is hating. Well, we said CJ well, is hating. I said that was another so way that was you like could an say it. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. I, I changed my name, so we're all good now. Yeah, he changed it. To another name I can't mention. I can't, I can't pronounce. Yes, that's all right. It's best if we don't. <laughs> uh, I also want to give a shout out to Mr. Unknown, who is, unfortunately, even though CJ's here, still unknown. Still unknown. Oh, yes. Shout out as well to uh, our other CJ, of course, as a patron, as well as our other patron, um, Felicia Felice? Steph. And, uh, yeah, sorry, I forgot the name there for a second. Uh, pa- Patreon thank- producers. Yes, thank you to our Patreon producer, Felicia Steph, as well as CJ. CJ gets a second shout out here. Uh, last but not least, give a uh, shout out to my awesome girlfriend, Ashley, uh, braving thunder over Louisville with me. Last or this uh, yesterday, if you don't know what Thunder is, it's the largest fireworks show in Kentucky, and it's one of the main events for uh, Derby in the lead up to Derby, I should say. I, so I, I thought it was, I thought it was Lightning's twin brother. Oh, uh, I said Thunder over Louisville, not just Thunder. You silly bastard. Yeah, th- Thunder over Louisville. Thunder. Never mind. Your your jokes are terrible. Your jokes are terrible. That joke was perfect. All right. Well, well again, shout out to my just girlfriend like Ashley. War, I, I love you, hon. Yield your shout-out, sir. So I will give a shout-out to not only Tricky and Alex for recording tonight, I'll give a shout-out to CJ for coming on tonight and experiencing our babble firsthand. He's never coming back. Shout-out to, to you, probably not, not very many people do. A shout-out to you, all the pimps and the madams of the whoredom. And a shout-out to Wargaming.net for World of Warships Legends. Because I like blowing up ships. CJ, your shout-outs. Yeah, I'd just like to thank you guys, Alex, Tricky, and Yield. It was awesome fun to come on today. So thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'd just also like to take a moment to, to thank your listeners as well and just encourage them. Like maybe I, you said earlier, not many reach out, but just like do reach out or something because I know these guys put in a massive amount of work. Um, if you've ever done any of this sort of stuff, you know how long editing and just putting everything together takes. So even if it's just, you know, a hello or a dollar, if you can afford it or whatever, definitely give to them because they're, they're pretty funny. And, you know, I'm sure we all owe them, you know, a few trophies when we listen, if we're grinding or in the car or whatever else. So I I think they're doing awesome and i'd just like to uh, take a moment to thank mr unknown as well unfortunately he he couldn't be here today we we did a little bit too much recording yesterday so i think he's exhausted uh and then any just any trophy whores in general keep it up yeah don't be a completionist play everything stop playing when you uh when you've run out of enjoyment on it but Un- that's unfor- all. unfortunately cj completionism is not uh, something you choose it's forced upon you uh, let but, go of the OCD. But CJ, you have your own podcast. How about you plug that here since uh, you joined us for this okay. lovely recording? Yeah, yeah, perfect. So, okay. Um, so we're just like a, oh, sort of similar to you guys, except we're probably a little bit, I mean, maybe we're more trophy whores even uh, than you guys. We call ourselves Ooh, spam. Ooh, it was fight words. <laughs> well, no, no, no. We, 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 we call ourselves spam hunters, so it's, it's a little bit different. So uh, that's just with uh, myself and Unknown. Uh, it's called Push to Plat, 
and we release usually on Mondays. Uh, I think we're up to like show seven, uh, seven or eight or something. Um, and you can hear it on iTunes podcast or um, app or uh, YouTube, Spotify. Uh, there was another one, Stitcher Radio, I think the other day as well and SoundCloud or something else. So we're, we're at good pacings. We come out on Monday and you guys come out like later in the week. So you could even do both if, you, if you're really obsessed, I suppose. But if you're, if you're looking for, you know, info on really short, quick games or just in general what, what two people who play way too many games think, then definitely give us a listen. Thanks. And I want to give a shout out to CJ. Uh, CJ, uh, I know you're a Patreon producer, and we owe you a Google Hangout. I uh, just want you to let you know this counts as your Google Hangout, so you're not getting it this month. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> That's just me. I'm never just... hear me again. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh... No, he's not. He's being serious. Well, I tell you what. Rather than a Google Hangout, what about in a few months' time, I come back on again if there's an opening? That would be awesome. You. For uh, you, you're welcome to come anytime. Uh, you. you can you can leave uh, Mister Unknown behind because you know I kind of feel like he'll drag down the show. Wait a minute, hold on. How does Mister Unknown feel about Horizon Zero Dawn? Well, he platted it as well. I think he liked it. So, well, he's very welcome maybe, on. That's right. Maybe he should come next time. All right. Uh, he doesn't like out. God of War, so you'd love him. Oh, come on, Mister Unknown, come on down. <laughs> I'll give a shout out to the goddess who is uh, waiting for me to finish recording so she can uh, cook some dinner. Uh, shout out to Sweet Mama D who uh, is allowed to stay up past her bedtime tonight because I promised her she could play rock band and then daddy had to sit down and record. So I told her she couldn't play rock band no more and then she gave me the booboo lip and I gave in. So never underestimate the power of a 10 year old booboo lip. <laughs> I'm waiting for her to come in the room now. No, she. She might have fallen asleep on the couch waiting for me to finish. Shout out to the listeners. Uh, shout out to everybody. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, I want you guys to know that uh, the show being released on Wednesdays is going to be corrected. Uh, I'm going to make some changes, get it done. Uh, I've been lacking. I'm sorry. Alex yelled at me about making my update videos. I mean, like I said, when there's an update video every week, it's just kind of like, well, here we go. Well, you know, it's part of the charm of Trophy Horse. Well, we could always release on Thursday. No. If there's nothing else, until next Wednesday, happy to go. CJ's hating on Horizon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on, CJ. See ya. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.